Good morning and happy Monday! I'm Monica Wofford and this is your Monday Moment. It's a long one today and it's got a wild headline. Leader maimed by crazy, wicked koala. Nope, she didn't stutter. She said crazy, wicked, evil little bears that'll scratch your eyes out. (laughs) I laughed out loud (laughs) and then wondered if maybe this chick was serious. Now, what if I saw a koala and was then attacked? Could this headline maybe have some truth? By the time you read this, to give you some context, I will be nestled aboard a Delta airliner flying to Sydney, Australia. I'm going to provide Make Difficult People Disappear training to members of the financial industry. It's my very first time to Australia, and as I eagerly shared with a colleague my desire to see a koala bear in my spare time, she described the bear as evil and not so cute nor cuddly. And we, we giggled, but I started thinking, how often do we as leaders see things one way? and those we lead or work with see them in a completely opposite light. How often do we think things are one way when in actuality they are something totally different? And when that happens, what do we do about it? Well, leaders respond, but here's how they do it. Three specific ideas they keep in mind. First, they gather more data. It's not an idea as much as an action item. In fact, perhaps I could have said, what do you mean by crazy and evil claw your eyes out? Though I must admit her words seemed reasonably clear. Do I believe her beliefs just on face value or continue with my cute and cuddly theory? When an employee says something you don't agree with or believe, do you instantly change your belief? Do you go through an immediate paradigm shift or do you hold on to your own belief and wait for proof? I often choose to maintain my own current belief, frankly. Call it stubborn or a sense of control and yep, in this case, you may end up calling it the way in which I get my eyes clawed out. However, what the best leaders do is ask for more information. They gather data and look for holes in their own beliefs. They seek out more details and then begin to make their own modifications or convictions about what they believed. In the case of a cute koala, I'm throwing caution to the wind. But you don't have that kind of freedom when you're in a leadership role and employees or jobs are on the line in your workplace based on new beliefs that need to come from new information. The second thing the great leaders do is they test new theories. Now I am certain some koala handler down under will know The safe steering distance for me and my future cuddly encounter. (laughs) However, if you're the leader 
and someone's testing your belief at your workplace and saying that what you believe is simply false, gather new data and then start testing. Testing is much different than leading by trial and error. Testing your new potential theory involves creating boundaries, setting up a safe space in which to test, and trying out parts of your hypothesis, followed by a thorough assessment of the outcome and requisite adjustments, if any, to be made. A leader who doesn't test a new belief will likely fall into old habits of behavior, which in a new environment will no longer work. A leader who doesn't test a new belief will find themselves flying by the seat of their proverbial pants and yet wondering why they landed on their tuchus. <laughs> the challenge is that in both cases, in a lack of testing, those who suffer will be those you have the privilege of leading. I'll give you an example. Perhaps your customer's need has changed dramatically overnight and without notice. You gather data, limited as it may be, unless you're able to speak to a statistically relevant sample of your client base, and then you direct the marketing department to change all the collateral, the manufacturing arm to rekey several machines, and the sales team to stop selling the old product and wait for new ones. You know, those, those actions <laughs> have oh, significant consequences that could cost a company a quarter or more's worth of revenue. In short, testing is a lot cheaper. But I also want you to consider the third step leaders take, and that is to consider the consequences. In the case of my koala, I will indeed exercise more caution than I may have thought necessary before now. I will still go to see one, and I will still likely stick my hand through the cage if one exists, just as I did as a child, even in front, while staring at the beware of rabid dog sign <clears throat> the consequences of a crazy, wicked, wild animal lunging at me are to be feared, true. And yet my love of animals trumps that fear. For some, the love of their own beliefs being right also trumps common sense. For others, the love of being able to prove someone wrong or do it just because someone said they couldn't is a hefty motivator. It as the leader, it has value to consider the consequences of that which you believe to be true. What would happen if that customer base did change? What would happen if that customer base did change and you missed it? What would happen if that employee just said that your favorite star performer was stealing and it was true, but you didn't listen? 
What would happen if a manager colleague you didn't know real well said they thought your longtime assistant of 10 years was doing things to sabotage your success and you turned a blind eye? It's truly trust we're talking about, isn't it? Leadership requires trust. One must trust one's own instincts and judgment, or test it if they don't find the answer that's right for them. A leader must trust the team he or she leads. They must trust him not to do something wild and crazy that will limit the length of their employment. They must trust her to be the leader they need her to be. Leaders must trust other leaders. The layers of trust in an organization could go on infinitum. Do they in your organization? Not all who warn of crazed cuddly bears are crazy themselves. And yet the question is, do you believe what the team and employees and others tell you or do you risk making a headline? Your answer may differ from day to day, but the way in which you get to the answer is the part in which you have the greatest say. I'm Monica Wofford, and that's your Australian Inspired Monday Moment. Have a great week, an even better Monday, wishing you that from what will be a Tuesday by the time you read this, and of course, stay contagious.